This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today you guys are going to get some game all the way from Senegal. I have the owner, the founder, the guy that you want to know if you want to invest in Senegal, the Gambia, and possibly the whole continent. He could help you with his investors club, Made in Africa Project. You can see that all the links in the description box. I have King RJ Mahadi. How you doing, brother? Bless, bless, man. Thanks. Uh, good to be on with you again. How, how's everything on that end? Man, it, it's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. Um, cannot wait to see Africa again. Cannot wait to see the sun again. I'm in Seattle, Washington right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're missing it out there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I went home to California uh, and I was like, oh, the sun feels so good. Um, but, but you've got the sun all day, every day and, you know, always, man, tell, tell folks about the, um, you know, you're the made in Africa project because it's very unique to have an investors club and a lot of folks want to follow what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, made in Africa project, um, you know, we're here for the connection of the diaspora with the continent, uh, helping members of the diaspora to shop with, visit, invest in, and relocate to the continent. Uh, and so over the last six years, we've been here in Senegal, West Africa, as a, a primary, you know, um, uh, or a first line of contact for uh, pretty much everybody coming through this region. Um, you know, whether they're looking to come here and invest in property and land, or if they're looking to come here and tour and do, you know, educational trips, uh, shopping trips, investment trips, et cetera. Uh, or if they're actually coming down here uh, for, you know, other purposes or to relocate, like they want to live here. You want to get your apartments, or your condos, your vacation houses, et cetera. Um, we've helped dozens and dozens of members of the uh, African diaspora to uh, get connected here on the ground. Uh, and in doing so, we've created uh, sort of, a, you know, a whirlwind, if you will, of, uh, attention towards the continent um, to where, you know, our, our, our media platforms are spinning to, you know, millions of people a week. Uh, and we're pumping out content that's saying Africa is for Africans come home. Uh, and so, you know, that's generated a considerable amount of uh, interest. Like folks are like, you know, what's, what's up with that? Africa's for Africans come home. Does that include me too? Uh, or, or how can I do that? Or, you know, who should I contact or where should I start? Uh, and so that's where we come in. Uh, not only are we putting the word out, but we're also helping those folks to get engaged as well. And so that's what, you know, uh, that, that's the actual mission is to, to help our, our brothers and sisters get engaged. And folks, if you haven't seen um, an RJ Mahadi 
interview. I want you to go go back. We've had him on as a guest. The uh, African diaspora has had him on as a guest. Many YouTubers have had him on as a guest. And a lot of folks have heard his message. And I've gotten the calls, oh, I want to do something like that. I want to do something like that. But it takes real tenacity to be able to go to a foreign country and do something like that and be consistent. And I have not heard anybody say, you haven't been consistent you are as consistent as the way you change up your outfits every time we see you and, <laughs> you know and, and i know i get on you with that but I, I i had to make sure i said hold on let me make sure let me what's in this closet let me see what if i have i worn this but <laughs> that's what's up man yeah but being consistent how how difficult has that been for you or how easy has that been for you and how has the um your your business grown you know within the last year well you know what they say is that in order to be successful in business in africa what you need to do first is solve a problem um create a solution to something and from the jump uh, that's what our business has been focused on so the consistency really just lies in that specific principle um, it's solve a problem. When we got here, we saw things that were lacking. We saw industries that were suffering because they didn't have a specific amount of resources being put into them. Uh, we saw uh, creative individuals making products and, and things that they weren't able to sell abroad, et cetera. And so uh, solving that problem or those problems is what has kept us consistent. Uh, and so, you know, here we are six years later, um, you know, consistent clients are coming to us for their, uh, we literally just left the post office not even an hour ago, uh, dropped off a couple wholesale bundles that we're sending to Boston, uh, Canada, uh, another one, I think to California. Um, you know, these are folks who are consistently coming to us because, uh, we've been here, we've been, you know, stationary on the ground. We're not back and forth. We're not all over the place. We're not, you know, spreading ourselves too thin. We're focusing on the things that people need and the services that people need, and we're providing them consistently. And so, you know, we, we really thank our brothers and sisters who trust us with their investments, who trust us with their projects and with their, you know, time and energy. Uh, and so, you know, we, we continue to, to, to bring the solutions out. And you just said something that I've had a issue. So I have a, a children's book, right? And I like to, and I'd like to send you one if it will get to you because nice. the post office that I use, it's a local family owned post office. And mm -hmm. when sending things to Africa, they're like, you sure it's going to get there? Sure, it's going to get there. Sure you don't want a DHL. And to be honest with you, I mean, I've sent books, simple books, and mm -hmm. they haven't got to, you know, certain places like even. South Africa, um, in mm -hmm. the most poshest neighborhoods. So when you're mm -hmm. sending mail out like that, are you always using DHL or how do you make sure your packages go out and that they're received? No, we only work with the National Postal Service of Senegal. P part of our purpose in being here is to uh, patronize local businesses, uh, to patronize businesses that impact the infrastructure here on the ground. Uh, and, and businesses that, you know, obviously build the development of the country. And so the, the National Postal Service is an administration of the Senegalese government. Uh, we have a longstanding partnership with them uh, for logistics and shipping. Uh, so we ship straight through uh, La Poste, which is Group La Poste Senegal, uh, very effective uh, shipping. Uh, we got shipping to pretty much anywhere in the U.S. and Canada and anywhere from about 14 days. 
so about two weeks it would take to get you a little longer than DHL, um, but you're saving on cost and you're giving that money again to the development of a country, not to, you know, another company that's based in, you know, somewhere else, right? So we want to continue to patronize these businesses locally and that's what we do. Okay, so you're saving money, which is a key thing, because I mean, even sending electronics to Africa can be kind of, you know, it can be costly, but a lot of times in certain countries, it costs more for them to, you know, bribe it out. I mean, pay the toll for it to come out, you know, the, the mm. custom toll. So, mm. so you know, that's a, that's a good thing. And I'm going to send me, I want you to send me your address because I want to send you for the sure. book. I, I'll send it in English or in French. You tell me which one you for want sure. it in. Um, yeah, because yeah. yeah, th this brother is multi-talented. Um, you know, his wall-off is on point, and I'm sure by now he can comprehend French um, because mm. he doesn't want to miss out on a, on a deal, whatnot. So how's your, <laughs> how's your French going? Yeah, it's coming along, man. You know, we, we, we try to keep it, uh, you know, try to keep learning and, and keep building. It's never a point where we feel like we, we, we got it all. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming along, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 I, and, you know, I, I, every time I talk with you, I, I'm going to mention the, the clothing, but how does your clothing game, you know, <laughs> uh, pe people, because pe people ask me this question, but I mm. do this only when in Africa. But yeah. you're, since you're in Africa, I really think it's like you're buying a shirt a day and mm -hmm. it looks like, it, you know, it's custom fit, it's custom made. I'm buying off mm -hmm. the street. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Hey, that fits me. You know, it's good to stay this size. <laughs> but how do you go about buying your clothes? Um, well, we, we, we have a partnership with one of the largest production uh, houses here in Senegal. Uh, and so uh, the production facility that we, we work with, manage out of, uh, actually has over 500 tailors, um, stocks more than 100,000 products. Uh, and we've got, you know, custom whatever we want, you know, available at, at our fingertips. Uh, and because of the relationship that we have there and because we export so many goods locally, uh, we've got a good relationship there to be able to, you know, get, get great custom stuff for ourselves. And, you know, we have, to, we have to stand on what we support and what we believe in. Right? We can't be the number one diaspora export company on the ground here shipping out local products and not actually wearing local products, right? So, you know, again, it's all, it's all based in, in, in the mission. You know, we're, we're committed to bridging the gap, supporting local economics, um, creating resources for local business owners that includes connecting them with the diaspora and, and, and folks abroad. And so, you know, wearing these products makes us feel good, man. We, we feel like we're actually uh, supporting the right team. Uh, we know folks who go out and spend, you know, enormous absorbent amount of money on Versace and Balenciaga and, you know, all of these different brands, right? We're seeing Fendi and Gucci and everybody else, right? Um, but we can have, you know, threads that are just as nice, just as sharp, just as tailored um, right here on the ground. And, and that's what we choose to support. Okay. And do you ever feel pressure that, I mean, you know, you are in the public eye, you're doing business to kind of keep up? Because in America, you know, you've lived from, from Philly to Atlanta and beyond that there's sometimes even to go to church, Black folks sometimes <laughs> feel pressure to be like, man, I got to stay, stay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I don't want someone to catch me slipping. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, it's not really, I wouldn't say pressure. If anything, you know, we're motivated. We're motivated to always, you know, uh, continue the uh, influence of, you know, spreading African culture around. We're, we're motivated, you know, so 
I think more so than anything, the pressure is, um, you know, not wearing the same thing twice. We haven't caught you. Nope. Yeah. We haven't ca- caught you doing that. You know, with that, though, for some reason, I see you in the near future coming out with like a record label um, and you might, you know, I, I'm just I, I just see that like, man, when is this brother going to come out and say, hey, I got this music, that music, I'm going to collab and connect them with, you know, this rapper over here, or this singer over here. Is music at all your interest? I mean, you know, been there, done that. Okay. I, okay. I, I I I come from a music background, you know. That's that was one, you know, one of my lifetimes before getting here. You know, I've had record deals. Uh, I've produced and recorded music. I've toured and, and and performed. I've been a part of, you know, a lot of music endeavors over the you know the years. Um, we get a lot of offers uh, from folks here who would like us to you know, include their musical projects and what we do, and we we do. You know, I work with artists, even some of our episodes of Africans for Africans, we, we put independent artists, uh, music and, and background music there. Uh, and then with Africa Day coming up, we're, we're working to put a lot of independent artists on stage and, 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 and give them a platform to stand on. So, you know, it's, it's always been a part of what I, what I, what I do. Uh, I believe in music and, and, and creative art and we, you know, we continue to support it. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes, you know, um, I do read minds and I, and I do do research, but it's really a gift to be able to pull something like that. Cause you, you that's something RJ is just not going to tell you, nor has he gone out and told anybody else about, you know, his, his musical things that he's done. But <laughs> even like music in movies, I'm finding that the continent always wants to connect to you know America, where I just came back from um, a big TV conference in Miami, and one of the um, guys in Kenya that we met, he was like, "Hey, I'm doing this." I'm like, "Yo, what do you want for this?" And he's like, "Could I maybe get a hundred thousand dollars?" And I'm like, "Bruh, go protect <laughs> your work. You got bombs and everything going off on this thing. Um, yeah, you can get a hundred thousand if they really want it. If not, you know, we can uh, work with you to show you how to get your own hundred thousand because you know, straight to consumer is a beautiful thing. But um, but yeah, I just I, I'd love to 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 see that because these arts are. I mean, we run this in the the creative arts. Whatever we put out, you know, folks folks dig it. So, you know, but, but the reason why I love having you on, because I feel the spirit, you're, you're not one of these YouTubers who's, you know, ever on live complaining about women. Um, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that, <laughs> that in a second. You don't have a woman problem, but those who may have a woman problem or choose to be single, they, yeah. you know, sometimes they're like, man, what is, what is RJ really doing? You know, I've heard that in the black YouTube streets and I'm like, the brother's working, but what does he really do? And I'm like, you know, listen to his interviews because I can't even tell you what I really do. It changes. You know, we're creating, we do whatever's necessary. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of time it is right now. We're not really in a time where we just, you know, pick one thing and that's all we, we, we focus on or we're, we're stingy with our craft. No, man, we, we do whatever's necessary, whatever's needed, man, wherever we need it at. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a king consultant over there and just, you know, creating businesses. When you create these um, businesses for clients, 
do you ever find the need and the opportunity to like get a piece of what they're doing? So if they join the investors club, you know, and they say, you know, I want to do this, but I really need someone to manage it. Do you find yourself maybe having like seven businesses that you might've got by default because they, they needed you? Um, well, I mean, you know, but we, we definitely um, take a percentage of any uh, projects that we broker. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that, um, you know, it make, make, makes us a, an owner, right? But we have a percentage, obviously, for a management position, whatever it is that we do for that specific project. Um, all projects are different. So some, you know, we may just turn over to the person if it's not something that we're needed on or, or will be needed for in the future. Um, but those ones that we do have to manage ongoing, I mean, it, be, it becomes additional, um, it becomes an additional source and revenue for uh, the continuance of the mission. Um, I think one thing that we, we have to uh, get out of our head is that, you know, those who lead us sh should be broken without. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, that's, that's kind of the mentality, especially in the black community, you know, as soon as we see um, someone who's you know, doing something for the community or for the betterment of our people, and we see them you know, start making money, it's like, oh, he's not really for the people, he's for his money. But you, you wouldn't follow me if I was broken borrowing money, right? So yeah. <laughs> we got to create sustainable modes of income, and we have to do that through um, effective business, uh, effective partnering with each other. Um, we can still stay true to the mission by, you know, supporting one another, supporting black businesses, not giving that business to outsiders or people who don't have our best interest in heart. Um, but we should definitely uh, be focusing on economics. Uh, you can't change anything in this world if you don't have economics. Uh, if you, you know, you, if you think you can vote away the kind of problems that we have, you, you got another one coming. If you think you can just sit and pray away the problems that we have, you got another one coming. If you think that you can just talk and stand up and march and protest away the problems that we have in this world, you got another one coming. We got to build economics. We got to build them fast. We got to build sustainability. We got to create real um, programs that we know will carry us into the future and carry us through these challenges. Um, because, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, the victor is going to be the one who, you know, has built the empire. And, and that's, that's just the way it goes. Yes. And, and I, and I like to put that out there because as consultants, sometimes people think, you know, you are only there for a limited time or that your value is only worth the connection. And it's really the connection and the massaging mm -hmm. and nurturing of the relationship and that you should reap the benefits of that, you know, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of ongoing work. It's not, you know, these kind of projects are not the kind of projects where somebody just, you know, introduces you to a connection and then boom, you're in the game, you're, you're, you're in business. Nah, it's not like that. You know, these things take ongoing massaging. You know, they take ongoing meetings. You know, they take uh, sometimes road trips. This is Africa, man. Everybody's <laughs> not with the call me and let's, let's get it done on the phone. Heck no. Everybody's not on that, you know, send me an email and I'll sign it online. Nah, man, they're <laughs> like, come see me. Come to my office. Come on, drive down. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's have tea. Let's have coffee you know, look me in my face and let's close this deal. Uh, yeah. And when you're in an environment like that, you know, that, that means that there's, you know, needs that, that are happening ongoing. And so, you know, the percentages that we take, you know, cover those kind of expenses. And, you know, a lot, a lot of times we, we go above and beyond even what, you know, that percentage covers, uh, to be perfectly honest. You know, we, 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 we most of the time, we, we do more than, you know, what's paid for because we know the challenges that, are, that we face. 
a lot of times there are things here on the ground that, you know, you guys never see us go through. Um, but we continue to make it happen. We stay optimistic. We, you know, take the sacrifice. We take it on the cheek and we keep pushing so that our people can advance. And that's why the reality show um, needs to be out there. I mean, if Comcast and, and other, those were smart, they'd be knocking down your door saying, how many cameras do we need to send? Um, what do we need to do? Because that's, I mean, it's a real reality show of trying to do business in a, um, you know. Serious. Yeah, uh, another country. I don't like to say anything foreign because there's certain mm. places I feel more at home than yeah. in America. And you know what? It's the reason why it's important to highlight and, and congratulate you on what you're doing because there's others like YouTubers. I, we've had the nomad capitalist on, and mm. he's he deals with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. But he's like, you know, Africa. It's not a natural fit for him. Um, he's mm. he's he's not black. And he's like, you know, there's a different feel. And he likes Africa. He's like, but to do investment, he hasn't found a government that he prefers. But he really dislikes America. He gave up his citizenship. And more and more people are, are saying, I'm tired of dealing with this. They don't care if it's Trump. They don't care if it's Kim Kardashian. They're just tired of the hustle, the bustle. So what you're doing, I know it's just going to grow and, you know, business is not easy, but what really isn't easy sometimes is marriage. Um, and you decided recently to get another wife, which I tell you, I don't know how many WhatsApp messages I got on that. And, hey, what, this, what is this brother doing? He, did he find a village girl? And then you know, <laughs> those, those same people, oh, he got, a, he got an a, American. How did he get another American to agree to that? Because I would... Like, come on now. So can you please, you know, because business can, um, marriage can't be like a business. Can you please talk about how you do that and how many wives are you going to be able to handle? Because I know my one camera <laughs> is enough um, for now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, again, you know, it's, it's, it's levels. And, you know, um, a few years back, you know, especially the time that I first got married to my first wife, I you know, had no intentions of, 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 of taking that, that step. But, you know, um, sometimes you see the benefit in things, you know, despite what your original plan or uh, preference was. Uh, and so, um, you know, fast forward to now, uh, my, 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 my newest wife, uh, Maya, uh, is a good friend of mine, a good friend of uh, Aaliyah, my first wife. They're, they're friends. Uh, we've known each other over 10 years. We work together in multiple capacities. Um, you know, we see eye to eye on a lot of things when it comes to uh, building, you know, a sustainable, uh, you know, empire for our families and for our communities. Uh, and I think that, you know, like you say, marriage is sort of a business. Uh, and so, you know, just like in business, you find a partner that you um, can collaborate well with. You find a partner who you can, um, you know, have a mutual respect and a mutual uh, honor for. I think it's the same in marriage. And so, you know, being, uh, you know, a Muslim and, and, and it being a part of our uh, faith uh, to, you know, take uh, more than one wife, I think that it was, it became a time when it was necessary. Uh, and it, it helps. It helps a lot. It helps with uh, the, the mission at hand. It helps us to be able to share in the responsibilities and to, you know, boost and uplift each other and, you know, provide that, um, you know, that, that stronger foundation. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I thank and uh, I thank both of my wives for 
you know, the support that they uh, contribute to this ongoing mission. Um, you know, we, we, we're all here for it and we all, you know, look forward to you know, building together. And uh, as far as it stands now, it will only be two. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, 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 no additionals in, in, in the uh, foreseeable future. So, yeah. Uh, okay. And not a, not an easy task, like running multiple business, but you have to learn how to, you know, how, how to deal with that. And I think it, that gets such a bad rap in the community now because, you know, it's foreign here, but when we see other folks, I'll call them influencers, but they might have four beautiful wives and they are, you know, they're, they, it's all over the place. You know what I mean? And they're talking about this one day, they're talking about that the other day. And then you see other influencers in the jungle with so-called wives that they have. And it's like, are these women kidnapped? Are they even of age? And, and people j just put that in, not understanding that this is older than any of us. I mean, my father-in-law, his, his dad had over 40 wives. You know, mm. there's hundreds of children. I can't mm. say that it's always the greatest story because, mm. you know, you have to hear it from all angles. But I, I just wanted to, to, to clear that up for anybody else who might have thought you went to Africa, found a, a, a village girl, and were <laughs> taking advantage. Because that's a big thing that I've seen, that there's this elitism coming from mm. certain Black Americans that mm. when they come to Africa, they feel like they're going to teach Africans something and they don't mm. even know the language. On the contrary, what we do is we come here and we learn from our continent. Uh, we, we have a lot to, to take, I mean, to, to give as well. Um, but, you know, there's an exchange. And I think if anything, the best way to explain that exchange is that the continent offers us uh, the spiritual and traditional um, contributions. Like that's what it offers us, the spiritual and the, and the traditional, whereas we offer the continent, uh, the economic and, you know, perhaps the, um, you know, technological, right? Uh, so, and, and, and that, it's an even exchange because we each need the other. Um, but coming here, one thing that we have to always uh, keep in mind is to come with an open heart and, and, and an open mind to be able to allow uh, the spiritual and the traditional to influence you. Um, you know, a lot of times we put our guards up, you know, we don't want to let certain things in. Oh, I don't want that in my life. I don't even want to hear about it. No, I don't believe in it. I don't want it. Right. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it, it holds certain benefits for us. Uh, so, you know, for those coming home, you know, allow yourself to understand the reasons why things are done. Right. Don't just take things at first sight. Not everything is about cosmetics. Not everything's about how it looks or how it sounds. Um, but take some time to really understand, um, you know, why do families prefer uh, poly relationships? Uh, when you're here in Senegal, you look at, you know, maybe 65 percent of married couples here are in, are in uh, polygamous relationships. Um, the families are closer. They're more uh, tightly knit. They know their history. They know the stories of their fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers, et cetera. Um, the children, you, you don't even see daycares. They don't exist here. You people don't have, there's no daycares. It's not needed. It's not necessary. There aren't any, you know, single parents, you know, et cetera, or working parents who have to leave their children somewhere every day. Um, here, somebody else in the family keeps them, the auntie, the uncle, the co-wife, right? Uh, and then these things help households to move and, and function better. 
Uh, it helps people to stay closer knit to their community so everybody's not spread out and on their own like we are in America, right? Sometimes we move out of our parents' house, we're out of state within a year. You know, we're in a whole nother city where nobody knows us, nobody can help us, nobody's, you know, protecting us, nobody's looking out for us. And so we add additional stresses to our lives, right? Because now you got to go and pay somebody to watch your kids, whereas if you were in a tight-lit commit community, you have a family member do it, all right? So these are the things that we try to allow into our daily uh, lives and, 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 and traditional outlook so that we can improve our lifestyle. We didn't just come here just to make money or just to, you know, be the best YouTubers, right? We came here to improve our lifestyle uh, and build a family in the way that our ancestors and traditional, you know, families uh, prefer. And did you get back home any pushback from family members who might not have known that you were going to do that? And what are you doing? Nah. And, and nah, nah, nah. nah. My, my family is very familiar with it. Um, you know, I grew up in Islam. Uh, Polly's been a part of my family for years. I've got two siblings who are uh, in poly relationships for years before me. So okay. it's not really, yeah. Okay, man, when you, when you write your book, man, I, I just w- want to know so I can get, get the, the one of the first <laughs> copies um, because you have so much to write on. When is it coming out? Man, I, I'll make sure you be the first to know. <laughs> when, when, I know you, you have something jotted down on one of the, you know, the, the, the things. We're going to put it on the computer because, I mean, it, it's a story and you, you have so many stories but you have one on the relocation. You have one on on business. I mean, when uh, have you been jotting seriously? Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's there's something in the works. Uh, okay, we'll, 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 we'll definitely make that available once it's prepared. Okay, because <laughs> I mean, because who 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 else? I, I I can count the folks I know who do international trips that do YouTube that have books based on that. And it's like a guide. And I love books. It's not mm-hmm. today's money. It's next week's money. I call it because it's the mm-hmm. royalty money that comes in. You're like, Oh, I forgot. I wrote that. You know, I'm, I'm working on something else. It's just like music. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you, man. It's in the pipeline. Okay. Okay. And when you said it was no daycares, I thought about when I had daycare, how much money, until I said, you know what, we got to stop this um, and things got to change. And no daycares threw me back. Like, Ain't no daycares here, man. We don't even see that. That's not even a, that's not even a thing. What, not even a thing. What do you think um, is needed in Senegal? Because, you know, folks importing cars and farming and all that, those are great things. But what else do you see? What skills do people need to come with that, you know, you're like, I wish I had a this? Um, you know, what's funny is a lot of those things are popping up every day, man. You know, over the years, there have been a lot of things that we sat back and was like, man, why isn't this here? You know, life would be a lot easier if this was available. Um, but we started to see those things pop up every day. I mean, you know, we set, we sounded the alarm on this thing four, five, six years ago. People took heed. And whether they, you know, made a big deal about it or publicized it or put it out there uh, for, for people to see or understand, people took heed. Uh, and so a lot of those things are coming here now. We've got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores and home goods stores and um, fast foods and, you know, all these different types of, you know, 
amenities, nicer hotels, nicer car rentals, nicer, um, you know, everything really. The roads are getting nicer. The airport's brand new, right? The, the, the facilities are, are becoming uh, a standard that we, you know, can, 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 can stand by. And so um, at this point, I mean, I, I really couldn't say, man. I mean, I, I think if anything, it's probably some of the uh, more tech type programs that are now available in the States. Um, you know, things like your Uber, Uber Eats, and, you know, these kind of, you know, really tech-based uh, applications and whatnot. I think that's probably where, um, you know, the shift is now going. Uh, and so here, you know, being that Senegal is just kind of catching up in the tech race, um, I can see over the next year or so, a lot of those things starting to explode into this market. So, I mean, we, we're not even really sweating it. I'm, I'm confident that whatever you guys are, are enjoying over there, we will have it here in due time. Okay, you said fast food. I, I, I hope it's healthier and not like the chains that we have here that, you know, literally give you a heart attack um, <laughs> and have you, have you obese. Because we've seen in the Middle East, you know, mm. in a surge in the fast food and the folks are getting fatter and folks are loving mm. Domino's. You know, like of all things, of all pizza, mm. <laughs> Domino's. Come on, man. We, we, we just got our first two KFCs here. And, uh, you know, everybody's crazy about them. But the good thing is it's local farm-raised chicken. It's a black-owned, you know, poultry company that's supplying them. Um, you know, it's all halal. Uh, you know, so, you know, it, ha- it has the advantages. You know, sa- same recipe, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. a little better meat, a little better quality. Um, so, you know, I, I ate there once. Right? It's not really my, my thing. I didn't even eat KFC in America. But, you know, just to see that those kind of things are becoming available, uh, it provides an added um, comfort, especially for people coming from places where they have those more available. Sometimes you, you want that, you need that, and it's good to have it there when, when, when you want it. And Senegal is one of those cities, my wife had lived there um, for a short time, and she said the customer service is just so night and day compared to Cameroon. How is in healthcare, does the service, is it is it quick, expedient? Like, how does that work if, you know, I remember my child getting sick in Cameroon and almost having to, you know, flip out and, and, and start my, my baton of command was about to get busy, what not. But how, how is it there when you really need help? Because those are things that people get nervous. Like, if I get sick, is it going to be, you know, um, this type of standards that I'm used to? Yeah, so, I mean, the healthcare system is probably one of the industries that could use uh, improvement the most. Um, especially here. I think um, a lot of the traditional communities here are used to having uh, herbal and organic methods to certain uh, illnesses. Um, you know, they've got a stick or a root or a seed or a powder or a leaf that, you know, cures pretty much everything. Uh, and so um, there's been a disconnect when it comes from that type of lifestyle to the now you know, the prescription pharmacy, pharmaceutical, you know, medical lifestyle. Uh, so there, there is a, a disconnect there, right? Some people don't want to leave the traditional stuff. Some people are trusting the other stuff more. Um, they're not fully understanding a lot of the implications of those kind of pharmaceuticals. Uh, and then in the healthcare systems, uh, there still is a lot to be improved in uh, the quality of, say, um, uh, you know, for instance, like billing and coding, you know, medical administration, keeping up with health records, 
Uh, these kind of things are, are slow to improve here. Uh, I think when the, that, another thing I said, like, like the tech boom, when that comes, um, that's one of the things that I'm sure will improve the quickest um, because, you know, you go into a hospital here, they pretty much write everything down in a book. You know, there's no computer or internet on site. Uh, so, you know, that makes you think like, man, this is, you know, <laughs> this is a little, it's a little ancient, you know? So um, there, there's definitely improvement necessary in that field. I tell a lot of my clients, especially in medical, um, you know, if you have uh, skills in improving medical administration and things like that, you know, holler at us and let's see how we can get you invested here on the ground. You know, we, we know African-Americans who built clinics here. Uh, we know African-Americans who are running, you know, schools and these types of things. If you have those skills, hit us up and we'll, we'll get you involved so that you can be the one that makes that improvement. Okay. And, and is it more, I mean, I know you have 4G and, and, and 5G is just hitting here and I'm sure it's going to hit worldwide, but do you think it's an internet issue or is it just a systems issue where sometimes I say the old heads got to sit back, retire and let some young blood get in there and show you how to be more efficient using this mm -hmm. technology and AI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's, it's probably not internet connectivity, um, if anything, it's probably internet cost. Uh, so a lot of businesses and, you know, uh, clinics and this type of things, you know, they, they opt not to have internet because of the cost. Um, and, and then a lot of them also are just not really savvy on the tech and the available um, uh, programs that they could be using. So even if they have internet, they're, they're using it for like minuscule uh, or, um, you know, purposes they're not really using it to the best of the ability they're not using the proper programs and technology that could advance them uh and we, we see those things a lot here and sometimes we point them out uh, companies and businesses that we work with and consult we try to make that impact on them and show them different um tech options that they can use to improve um but yeah definitely not the connectivity of internet Senegal has great internet hopefully the 5g doesn't make it we don't want coronavirus but uh everything else is <laughs> It's doing well. <laughs> you know, th th there is a lot to be said about that statement. <laughs> I always think population control. Um, and, and yeah, <laughs> and, and, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it, 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 yeah, I, I could go somewhere with that, but I'm not going to be stereotypical. <laughs> I don't want to blame one population for something that I think that governments are actually putting into place. And, and <laughs> we'll save that for another show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, because it's, it's right now, that's not our fight, not our, our issue and nothing. We, we don't have enough Lysol to uh, douse it away. Spreading bugs, that's right. How, so, you know, Africa Day is coming. Um, the uh, Olympics is coming. Have you seen the change that you're talking about? Do you think it's because of these events coming? And then after, will it kind of be like, you know, like South Africa? It was built up. And then after, it's like, okay, we let we lost our tourists, which happens in a, a lot of places, actually. I mean, so do you think like with these events coming that Senegal will be built up and will be able to keep those businesses up and are you seeing people like relocate or say, I want to be a resident once I come? Because that's how you keep people is their investment in, you know, the, the houses, the businesses. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, the trajectory of Senegal's development is uh, a, a steady, you know, upward trajectory. 
Um, right now, the, the investment in tourism is huge, um, but I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because Senegal is actively investing in their tourism uh, industry, um, making ease of access you know, uh, more, more accessible here. Uh, transportation is improving and they're set to open their first fast rail train here in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, improving on even the locations of tourism. I just took guests to the Gory Island door of no return the other day. They've completely um, reconstructed and refabricated that, that uh, tourist location. When you get there, you can see the, the amount of improvement they're making. Um, you know, these kind of things show us that, you know, the investment is going into the industry and that it shouldn't die anytime soon. Being that we're at the center of the uh, international decade for the people of African descent, uh, Senegal has taken that and used it as a catalyst uh, to the future. So in 2022, Senegal will be the first uh, African nation to host uh, an official Olympic Games, uh, the um, uh, Youth Olympics in 2022. Uh, and so they've built an entire city here uh, for the preparation of those games. Huge uh, residential communities, condominiums, um, apartments, complexes, uh, two new stadiums. Uh, and these things are literally, you know, for that trajectory to continue in the same direction. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see it dying anytime soon. I think that Senegal is ready to welcome a lot of expats and a lot of folks here who can contribute economically. Uh, and then once you get here, I think you'll find plenty of opportunities to invest in to where you, you don't have to leave. You don't, you don't really have to, um, you know, go anywhere else. You can actually make it here. What does a guide cost um, per day? in you know and this might be a service that you offer because a lot of times people say you know i go to the gambia but senegal i i, I want to be around english speakers it's like anytime you leave the states you need to adapt be able to pivot but what is a guide cost for some of those who say i'd love to check it out but I, i'm gonna need you know help because all i know is english yeah i mean that this just depends on you know who you pick um Average cost for us anywhere between fifty-five and ninety-five dollars a day. Uh, depends on you know what that guide comes with. Um, we work with uh, local tourist companies or travel companies um, that you know could include a car and driver, could include um, you know translator, could include perhaps just your guide for a part of a day. So you know it, it depends. But I'd say you know always when coming to a country like Senegal, go ahead and invest in a guide. Um, it'll be the best way to navigate through the local, um, you know, streets and strategies, right? You, you got to be able to know the place. It's not somewhere where you just want to be, you know, kind of wandering lost, you know, have somebody with you that's familiar with the, the lay of the land and you'll enjoy yourself a lot better. And I have to ask you that because I have no idea. And it was, and, and when those questions come to me, I say out of the 16 plus whatever countries I visited, um, unless it's, you know, for business, I get lost in a city. I say, make a friend, you know, mm -hmm. go. And if you can make a friend and if she, you know, if she or yeah. he, whatever, they, I mean, a guide costs a meal and <laughs> wherever you go. But mm -hmm. I know that's not advisable for everybody to go get lost in a city. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> try to go with somebody reputable. Try to, try to find somebody who, you know, has, has a reputation for um, doing it. Uh, here in Senegal, just to plug one of our, our cool partners, uh, we've got a guy here named Solo. Uh, he gives tours, uh, Makaya Travel Tours, and Solo is 
you know, English speaker, lived in the States for a while, but he's Senegalese native and, you know, the guy knows his stuff. Uh, so he works with us uh, in preparation uh, for our Africa Day project uh, and, and in other tourism, you know, programs because we always want to connect with and build local businesses. It's not just about us. It's not just about, you know, running all of the money into our pockets. We want to be able to effectively put other people in a position to excel in, in, in what they love doing. So uh, shout out to my man Solo and Makaya Travel Tours. Uh, if you guys are looking for a good tour guide here on the ground, hit him up. He's got you. Man, what, what, what business excites you the most? Like what's one business that you're like, I just love doing this uh, with all the things that you have going on. What, what's one of your favorites? Um, I'd say really, you know, my, my, my professional focus is media. Uh, and, you know, one thing a lot of folks don't know about us is we, we own a considerable amount of media networks, Facebook pages, platforms, websites, et cetera. Uh, and we, we do a lot of visibility. Um, you know, it's not always just what you see, you know, on our personal pages or, you know, things like that. Um, we own a network with nearly a million collective followers. Uh, we have one network doing about 14 million views a week right now. Um, and we're keeping information spinning about the continent, information spinning about influencers who are impacting the continent and our people. We're keeping information spinning that's uplifting and empowering black people and black love and uh, uh, exceptional you know, individuals in, in, in the African space. Uh, and that's what I love about media. You know, we often complain about not having our, you know, just do on the platforms that, you know, have formerly existed, right? We, we don't see ourselves represented enough. And so uh, being someone who's solution oriented, as I said earlier, uh, our, our number one solution that we decided to bring was, well, we need our own media. We need our own platforms. We need our own viewers. We need our own content. Uh, and then we can control the narrative about our own people in our own homeland. And so, um, you know, that's one of our, you know, biggest or, or uh, I'd say my, uh, you know, number one uh, claim to fame, if you will, when it, when it comes to this business is the media. What were those two organizations, those two media outlets? Because in my mind, I thought like a Dave Chappelle, what if RJ owned like clansforclansmans.com or something like that? <laughs> they was getting all these hits. Like, what are those outlets? Uh, we, we own uh, Facebook, uh, the Black Kings and Queens Project, uh, mm -hmm. with about 260,000 followers. Um, we also own Facebook, That Fly Girl. Uh, which is a women and girls empowerment page, promotes um, the uh, appreciation of natural hair and skin care and, and women in excellence in business. Uh, that page is 170, 180,000 followers. Uh, we also own um, Africa Day 2020, uh, one of our networks online, uh, is one of our fastest growing networks, over 100,000 followers, doing millions of views a week, um, and so on and so forth. I mean, we've got, we've got tons of them. Um, but they're all used in, you know, uh, in the same purpose to, to keep our kind of media spinning. Uh, and so, you know, when you have that kind of audience, you know, there's a certain amount of responsibility that comes with it. Uh, and we take that responsibility seriously. No, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and that you're giving so much back to the community for 2020. Can you give us a community give back? 
that, you know, it might be something new that you're doing that's benefiting the community. Like not all this is benefiting, all of this is benefiting the community, but something that you haven't highlighted that um, is a community give back. What is that thing? That isn't a community. That is, because that is, the whole thing that you're doing your whole life is about is giving back and getting <laughs> people right. But is, is there something or a day that, you know, maybe it's a day. You could be having a week, a festival. <laughs> what is another community give back that you have not mentioned? Man, the, 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 the list can be long, though. Um, I mean, we, we participate with a lot of organizations. Really, like you said, everything we do is about engaging and giving back. Um, uh, just recently, uh, one of our partner organizations, Help for Humanity, um, delivered, you know, over 50, 50 pound bags of rice um, to uh, the people of Medina Bay and Kaolack. Um, it's one of the uh, projects that we work with yearly um, because of its efforts and how it, um, you know, impacts the community. Uh, so Help for Humanity is one of our, our partner projects that we, that we work with here. Uh, shout out to um, Ajib and um, uh, Haji Hassan and, and the family that help for humanity. Um, another project that we contribute to yearly, uh, one of the African-American-owned schools here uh, does a clinic day every year where they give away free clinic services to hundreds, sometimes thousands of young kids. Um, and we just did that about a week or so ago in Kaolack as well. Uh, shout out to Seda Kubra Sise. Um, every year, you know, she organizes this thing where they, they bring doctors from the big city, uh, people pitch in to buy medicine and, and all kind of uh, hygiene. Uh, and, and so we gather all the children from the school, from the schools around the community. We bring them to one place. We give them free checkups, write them prescriptions if they need, um, help them with those hygiene materials, clothing, et cetera, et cetera. So we just did that, uh, not even 10 days ago here. Uh, for, for the 2020 year uh, in Cowlack. Um and, and tons of other stuff, man. I mean, you know, it's really just all about staying impactful to the point where we're not wasting time. We're not spending, you know, absorbing amounts of money on, you know, lavish vacations and, you know, up and down the coast and just, you know, for vanity purposes. Um, everything that we do here is strategically for the sustainable and upward development of our people period, point blank. If it doesn't bring about some positive, sustainable solution for our people, we're not concerned with it. We're not wasting our time with it. Uh, we're moving on to the next project. So, yeah. Well, when you're living in paradise, you don't have to travel the world and try to look like an Instagram model, whatnot, you know, <laughs> in, in foreign places because you can build up your own, which is a, a, a right. beautiful you know, a beautiful thing. And nothing wrong with vacations, folks. I don't want people mm. saying, ah, man, this guy, what about, you know, we're not, I like vacation just like anybody else, but I live in rainy Seattle and right. get me out of here every chance that I, we can get. Um, nah, man, RJ, you gave so much game. I want to, I want to leave the people with that. You guys like, share, subscribe. Make sure you visit his website. Make sure that if you really have investment questions and you need help and you know you need help, if you don't have help on the ground, you need to join the investment club. Thank you, RJ, for coming on. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm always here for it. Blessings. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. 
the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.